Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network Match Report with me, Adam. It's finished Newcastle United 1, Huddersfield Town 0. It's a huge, huge, huge three points in our bid for survival this season in the Premier League under Rafa Benitez. Um, I said a, a few weeks ago, obviously there's been a, a big international break leading up to this uh, post the Southampton thrashing of 3-0. Uh, but I said kind of before the Southampton game that I believe that, that, that wins against Southampton and Huddersfield, very winnable games, and we've proved that, we've done that, we've got six out of six points against both, that that would all but um, confirm our survival this season. And, and I still believe that to be the case. So we've, we, we've won 1-0. Uh, other results have gone our way, so um, Brighton lost against Leicester, um, Man United beat Swansea, um, West Brom lost again, that's, I mean, they were already down, but that's absolutely confirmed, they're, 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 they're gone, Pardew's gone, um, West Ham, more importantly, beat Southampton 3-0, so it feels like they're in a free fall as well, even Everton, who were kind of shuffling closer towards in the table, um, are getting absolutely smashed by Man City 3-0 at half-time. So, results have hugely gone our way today. But let's bring it back to the to the game itself. Obviously, uh, Matt Ritchie was the only major doubt from our starting eleven at Southampton, who was uh, withdrew from the Scotland squad. He was about 75% um, to play. So, as much as it was kind of down to Rafa's judgment on whether he felt that he could get... Um, 100% out of Richie for the game, but he was he was fit enough to start and he did and we we, we, we maintained the same team as we did against Southampton. And you know, it, as a first half, it was very very similar to what we've seen from us, particularly at home. That we you know out the blocks quickly. That's what Rafa Benitez wanted, creating a lot of chances. We really really did create um, a lot of chances today. Uh, but we, we we did like a lot of cutting edge uh, throughout the game, but it, it always felt comfortable. Um, another strange thing was that we we, we enjoyed well I, I say enjoyed we we had about sixty three percent possession today against at home, and that's that's actually our our average um, home possession is somewhere in the forties. It's certainly below fifty uh, percent. I think um, our average is probably around 43%. So to have 63% of possession, to have such disparity from what we're used to, I think kind of, as much as Rafa might have maybe thought we might have had a bit more than usual, I think it took the team a little bit by surprise. And because Huddersfield were happy for us to have the ball, usually what happens at home and and, and away as well, is that we'll, we'll sit back, we we don't necessarily want possession um, we'll soak up pressure and we'll look to break on the counter attack now today we were in control we were in possession but because we because Huddersfield sat deep we couldn't break on the counter attack which is you know one of one of our biggest um, strategies if you like this season so with Huddersfield sitting deep our our build up play we had to be quite patient with it and we had to we, we kept sort of switching from one wing to the other and but, but but I did notice that the crowd didn't necessarily get on the players' backs just for holding possession. I think they understood that. I mean, you, 
no, I'm, I'm not talking in generally the, the, the St James's Park faithful, but often a sideways pass or a backwards pass can be met with groans and sighs of, 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 of people who would probably prefer we hit the ball forward, lump it up and lose possession straight away, which I can never understand personally, but I think Huddersfield were, were, were pretty well drilled, to be honest, and... And that's only defensively, but I think going forward they they really struggled to offer us enough. Now we know that we knew going into the game that Husfield were quite goal shy away from home, and we really showed today. I mean, Huddersfield didn't manage a shot on target today, and that tells you everything you need to know. We created a, a lot of chances, mainly in the first half. So there was a. There was an incident where um, Perez had been fouled. He played it back to Shelby, who stopped the ball. Quick thinking to take the free kick, knocks it over the ball, uh, knocks it over the, the defensive wall. Sorry, and and Gales through one on one. Uh, the Huddersfield goalkeeper Lursell comes out, um, does make himself quite big, and Gale tries to lob him, and it just goes past the post. And he's a bit gutted, and it's, it's a big chance. I mean, with better composure, you take around the goalkeeper and you knock it in for one nil, and it's comfortable. Another incident we had, uh, sorry, another goal chance we had was uh, came from uh, Richie finding um, on a counter attack. Richie finding Yedlin in bags of space on the right hand side, and he delivered a really dangerous ball in the first half that 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 fell to to, to Dwight Gale again, who he, he sort of sort of sat up for him and he just he fired it over the bar, and you're just wondering, you know, I don't think I was panicking at that point because I thought, well, we're creating chances, we look in control. Gale is missing them, but he's you know he's he's making himself um, available. He's putting himself positionally in, in, in dangerous positions. Um, there was another um, chance that we had where Kennedy got another shoulder. <laughs> he sort of controlled it on the shoulder. Gale tried an, a spectacular overhead kick, uh, which was very well blocked by the the, the Huddersfield defence, and it and it came out to John Joe Shelby, who just fired fired it wide and, and Gale almost got a toe on it as well and I think if he got a full toe on it it might have then deflected uh, past Lerzel for 1-0 again but we, we were ultimately frustrated you know, Darmé had a blocked shot uh, Lejeune had a blocked shot um, also in the, in, the, in the first half and you know as much as as much as they weren't cr creating a lot of chances themselves which they absolutely weren't although it's not to say that they didn't have their moments in the game to frustrate us and to maybe put us under a little bit of pressure, we, you know, the, the, we we were really the creators of our own downfall in the first half by not simply not putting uh, chances away, which has been as we've talked about many times on these match reports, a recurring theme throughout the season. Islam Slimani, uh, the lone signing uh, from uh, Leicester. Finally uh, managed to make the bench after a bit of action for Algeria um, over the international break. It was obviously wasn't going to start, but I thought that his presence at least on the bench was going to, you know, maybe get uh, Perez and Gale um, working a little bit harder um, to have to raise their game because now there's you know competition. And this is this is something that Raf has wanted for a long time. This is why he wanted to buy more players in the summer to provide competition to raise the game of of players who might not be the most talented in the league, but working hard and with a bit of a push. Look at Mo Diame, for example. 
you know, his performances. And again, he was really, really solid. He, he sadly went off with a, what looked like a little knock. Hopefully it's not too, nothing too serious. But, but his is an example of Rafa Benitez really squeezing every last drop of talent, potential, and the right mentality out of his players in order to, to, to create a, a, you know, a team that's bigger than the sum of its parts. And that's, that's how he's been able to get us to the place that we're at right now, having on the back of you know, th three home wins, which is just huge. Absolutely huge to have destroyed Southampton, to have beaten Man United, and now in such a, a crucial relegation six-pointer against our, you know, our, our new age rivals in in Huddersfield Town. But I think there was almost a, you know, we've come up with Huddersfield. Uh, it was very tight with them last season as well. We've had a very very similar season to Huddersfield and Brighton in that respect. And it's almost like you know these are teams that haven't really been established Premier League clubs ever ever before where the, we need to be the established Premier League club and I think it was a, this today was an opportunity for us to cement our places you know to kind of say you know with, with the greatest of respect to Huddersfield Town you're not our peer we, we, we have a bigger history in the Premier League we we, we deserve to be here we belong here um, you know the fact that you know looking at their Premier League experience in their own squad and their manager versus what Rafa Benitez brings and, 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 and yes, our, our squad isn't the most experienced Premier League squad you get. It's a very young squad, but the players that we have got, look at Shelby, look at Atsu, even Gale, um, these kind of players have experience in the Premier League. Even Yedlin, who's played, turned out for Tottenham, he's turned out for Sunderland. We've got, you know, Dummett's played a lot. We have, we, Richie obviously for Bournemouth and Newcastle, now, so we we do have a lot more Premier League experience, and I think today was one of those results that we really had to ground grind out. But we just kind of showed our class and showed that we had the quality that sets us apart from these other teams in the in, in the bottom half. So after a quite a frustrating first half, sorry, it wasn't frustrating. It was really enjoyable to watch, but it was frustrating to to not be in the lead and not have anything to show for uh, the domination, the possession. And, and, and the shots that we had and that we had managed um, which was a shame we had a couple of set pieces that we really didn't make the best use of either and in the second half it was a very frustrating second half Huddersfield played it quite well I think um, in that you know again I refer to this narrative of, of being having a strong first half but then second half we start to feel the pressure as a home side, we start to panic a little bit, we start to try too hard and sometimes we'll probably go off book from what Rafa Benitez wants us to do. Um, and, you know, I found that we, we, were, we were losing possession quite easily. Now, players like Lejeune and Yedlin, I felt, were, were, were guilty of just trying to play the ball out of defence almost too cleverly. We got ourselves into a couple of scrapes. Again, nothing came of them. But there was just warning signs that a better team might have easily punished us there. Kennedy uh, tried a lot of kind of flair and flicks today, which he otherwise hasn't been doing. He's been, you know, lot more sort of tactically restricted, I guess, um, in his approach. And even Perez, again, was a player who was struggling to hold the ball up against maybe slightly bigger defenders, which we, we know was a weakness of his in terms of his, his strength. Um, it's not to say that these players and Perez included in Kennedy and Legit, like they weren't, they were still 
working really hard and, and, and succeeding in other elements of that play. I think it was just the possession style. I think it was like this, you know, this, 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 this notion that, you know, with 63% possession this, this, in, the, in this game, which are probably the highest of the season so far, that we just didn't really know what to do with it when we had it. And we were almost having to adapt to that in the first half. Despite the chances we created, we just had to adapt to that, and we we started to feel almost less comfortable with it in the in the, in the second half. And there was just a, there was just a, a few moments where I thought Huddersfield might smell blood here and go for it, but they they ended up not. Moy, who we we thought might have been um, too injured, just ruled out through injury because he got injured in, in national duty for Australia. He did start, but it wasn't the Moy that played against us in the reverse fixture at the John Smith uh, Stadium who got the winner. It wasn't the same player at all. We, you know, ultimately, Diarmi and Shelby once again ran the show, and I think I think Shelby was superb to watch today. I'll give my man of the match to Shelby because he was involved in, in absolutely everything, and, and just watching him on the pitch and do his own thing, and, you know, sometimes the ball's way over there, but I'm... You know, but by looking at Shelby, you, you try to second guess where where the, the, the team's move might go um, a few steps ahead. And Shelby's one of those players who has the vision and has the, the the forethought to see well what could happen in the next few moves. And he was all you know. He's what he does. He just he loves to receive possession, and he gets visibly annoyed if someone just doesn't make a, a simple pass to him, even if he's got a man on him, and another player is quite well positioned and free. He gets annoyed. He's somebody who he wants to be on the ball. He wants to affect play. He wants to be influential. And it was another performance from John Joe Shelby that was mature, that was tactically superb. He was defensively minded. He blocked a couple of cr crosses, for example. And you know his ability just to spread play and, and to keep things ticking over. Diarmi again, did that quiet breaking up role today very well until he was replaced by Hayden later on but but John Joe was just there he was everywhere and you know if it was a kind of Moy versus John Joe Shelby there's really no comparison that today it, it, John Joe Shelby played him off the park and you know it, it, it's performances like that that made the difference today now we had um Slimani did come on for, for for Dwight Gale as did and Richie who had be obviously been injured and you know probably wasn't absolutely hundred percent was replaced by Atsu, um, and after kind of a frustrating start in the second half, still I still felt that we had a few more chances in us and that we might just nick it and we absolutely would have been full value for for the three points but at the point you know at this point it was still nil nil, and then we got a breakaway and Atsu was found on the. On the on the right wing, who you know usually he usually pops up on the left hand side, but he, he popped up on the right hand side, and he sort of very very intentionally Islam Slamani made a dash to the back post, and Atsu had spotted this and he chipped a long ball into the into the back post. Now the keeper, as much as I'm, I would absolutely hundred percent expect that goalkeeper to get a palm on that on that cross. It just made him stretch for it. He was then out of position. And suddenly it palms it to Kennedy, who, you know, and, and, and the six-yard the six box at this point is crowded by Huddersfield defenders because they realise the danger here. But Kennedy has the composure. He could have just lashed it at goal, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have blamed him because we needed a goal at that point. This is in the 80th minute. 
but he had the he just had that composure to just square it to to Perez, who then just sort of slid in and 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 just tucked it away. And you know the, the, the celebrations were absolutely amazing. It was a huge sigh of relief. Um, and for me, it was just the magnitude of that goal, and we'd absolutely deserve to win today. But it was the magnitude of, of finally scoring, having that having that re that release, and to know that you know we're not mathematically safe right now. Of course we aren't, but we're well well on the way. We still have West Brom, who are dead men walking. We still have West Brom to 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 host at St James's Park. We still got to play Watford, who are massively inconsistent. So there's a couple of games there that we we, we can still pick up some more points, and I, and I fully expect us to nick a few draws here and there, and 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 do well, and and and, and maintain this this um, you know this this momentum that we've gathered. I mean, some great some great comments from Kennedy in the week talking about, you know, really talking up a permanent move to Newcastle. You know, he loves the shirt, he loves wearing the shirt, he loves playing here. And I think it's because he feels wanted, he feels adored here. And, you know, the, the, the claps in the corners that he was getting for corners, might, you know, mind his, his corner taking wasn't amazing today, I must say, but it, it just kind of, I think it was an acknowledgement of those comments that he would like to stay here. Obviously, there's a long way for that to happen. Lots of things can happen between now and the end of the season, but, and throughout the summer. But you can tell why Rafa Benitez wanted him. You know, he's played about seven games for Newcastle. He scored two goals. And he's got about five assists now. That's just huge. He's, he's contributed to basically a goal every game he's played on average. And it's it, it, it's the quality like that that makes the difference. The fact that we could bring on a striker that's, that was bought for 30 million quid a couple of years ago. That's massive. He's probably the highest valued player that's ever played for Newcastle. Given that we just don't spend the money, you know. Maybe barring Alan Shearer by the time he'd... Um, accumulated a decade worth of goals but he, he you know it's this quality that we've got Dubravka who didn't really have a save to make in the final stages had to make a very very brave um, it wasn't really save but he just had to snatch the, the, a loose ball and he sort of took it in the face as well so I was really really pleased with you know that's the sign of quality as well having had nothing to do for, for most of the game and then when it really matters Sticking his face in where many wouldn't put their boot, and it you know secured us. It helped us secure the, the the full three points. There was times in those last minutes that I thought we were going to throw it away because we panicked, and it was nervous. But I, I do you know what? I'm not going to criticise the, the the players for being nervous there because, again, the magnitude of this win, what it means against our relegation rivals, the fact that Huddersfield have once again choked against against teams around them. You know they. They didn't beat Swansea, who were down to 10 men for 80 minutes. They've lost at home to Crystal Palace, and now they've come away to Newcastle. And just not even... It doesn't look like they've even tried. Not one shot on target. That's, appall that's appalling. And with one shot on target, you can't expect to get anything out of the game. You really don't deserve it, and... It, it, it's, it, it's testament to our players and Rafa Benitez that they kept the composure and kept going right until the end, because it's something that we haven't often or certainly haven't always seen in the second half of our games that we don't that we kind of give up and the mentality and we, you know the doubt starts creeping in and we sort of we just kind of crumble and fall apart but that goal absolutely huge so currently we are up in a 12th place we've still got seven games to go we've got 35 points now so we're seven points clear of Southampton in 18th so seven points clear of the relegation zone 
seven games to go. Our goal difference is now minus nine, which is now the ninth highest in the Premier League. I mean, that's just an insane stat given how little we've spent over summer. It's, it's, it's incredible because more than nine teams have, 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 out, um, have outspent us in, in the last few windows. It, it, it would be ridiculous. So the fact that we've got a very settled back five now, the fact we've got a very settled... In fact, the whole, the whole start 11 seems settled. And now you've got Islam Slamani coming into the mix who will not be available for the away game at Leicester next, but he will, you know, he'll be pushing for a start against Arsenal, which is on the Sunday, I believe, in a couple of weeks' time. So Gale, he could have done with maybe tucking away one of those chances because now he's got genuine competition and this is, this is only going to be good for us. And, you know, Paul Dummett in the week, again, in, 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 a, in a Times article with George Culkin, was, was, was quoted how, you know, he welcomes competition at left-back. You know, he wants to push himself and that's great to hear, you know, that he's not... He's not a coward, he's not, he's, he doesn't fear competition, he doesn't want an easy ride. He wants to be pushed to the, to the, to the, to the maximum of his abilities. And Rafa Benitez will be able to do that to an extent, but it's only when somebody else is there, first team left back, really vying for, his, for that jersey, that he's going to really step up his game. And so we're going to see, we're gonna see the, be, you know, the absolute best of Paul Dummett and a lot of the players, providing there's competition, everyone's going to just be working that a little bit harder. And that's something that we've, we've, we've not really had the luxury of and why we need a summer where we get to spend reasonable amounts of money. We don't expect to be spending 200 million, but we certainly need to be looking at 60, 70 millions worth of investment if we want the quality to stay in this league, if we want the quality to progress and, 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 and build something with Rafa Benitez at the helm. We can't do that unless we have the squad depth that, 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 that a regular Premier League side needs. And to be, you know, to be able to compete across multiple competitions. That's where we need to be at. Um, but at the minute, that's still a long way off. Um, so that's it. Um, we're, we're looking really, really good at the minute. Um, if we just have a look at the table again, we are... So Everton losing uh, Man City now on 40 points. We're five points behind them. So, you know, Bournemouth... Who, Bournemouth and Watford, I believe, drew today, both above us on 37. So, you know, and it's it's not beyond the realms of possibility that we finish in this in the in the top half, which would be crazy. If we finish in the top half, that would honestly be one of Rafa Benitez's greatest uh, achievements. I mean, and I, and, I, and, I, and I don't say that lightly because of the the trophies and silverware that he's won and the accolades. That, that, that he's that he's achieved throughout his, 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 his very illustrious career. We're so, so lucky to have him. And he needs to be treated by the owners. Well, he needs to be treated as the man that he is and as the talented, world-class, elite manager that he is. If we don't back him financially, then we're going to be in trouble. But I hope that with, with survival all but secure, maybe some takeover action and some... Can, we can get the ball rolling again. We can, we can really start to look ahead, and you know, imagine a, imagine a future without Mike Ashley here, who's a poison. He doesn't want to be here. We don't want him there. Nobody want, nobody wants him there. So just leave. Let somebody else have another go. Somebody who's going to back a world class manager and a team that's managed to secure themselves in the Premier League. Just, 
Um, but let me know what you think. Do you think we're do you think we're safe now? Do you think there's a lot of work still to do? Do you think Islam Smarni will 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 get a start at Arsenal? And you know, is it now not even a case of what other teams are doing? Is it now just a case of well, when Newcastle, let's worry about ourselves. Let's worry about our results, and anyone else below us and around us can just do what they want because ultimately it's about what we do, it's about what Rafa does that's going to matter. Um, what a win. Absolutely massive, massive victory today. Huge three points. We're nearly there. Thanks very much for watching. I've been out on the Tune Network. Please subscribe on YouTube and catch all of the videos uh, first. We're on Twitter, Facebook and we're also on SoundCloud and iTunes if you want to listen to the audio version of this video as a podcast. Many might not want to see me face, so um, you're fully um, in your own rights to do that. Thanks very much. What a day. I'm, I'm knackered, um, but I'm, the adrenaline's still pumping. Come on. See you later. I've been Adam. Bye. Bye.